It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books. If we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that listeners, if you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of romaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are listening now to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, I truly appreciate it. Hit that subscribe and share button to tell your friends and everybody about this show. I am truly honored to have this guest on with me who has an incredible story of his own. He is a celebrity, private celebrity chef. He is a motivational speaker. He is an author of this incredible book. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. I'll have him drop the details at the end of the show and he's holding up as well. I found me. Uh, you can find him on social media, on, on, on Instagram. And he's going to, y'all, I'm just letting you know, ladies and gentlemen, you better brace yourself for what he's going to tell you. Cause I got a, I got a feeling. And I told him before we even jumped on this live that he's going to, his story is going to save some people. Um, we're going to talk about mental health and wellness. We're going to go there. He's going to definitely 
uh, keep it 100 when it comes to his journey and how I said in the promos when I was putting them up on my social media platforms that he is truly a walking miracle. Uh, Mr. Corey, True Chef Hall, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you so much. And I was giving him a little hard time because he had his Boston Red Sox hat on and Boston uh, completed the uh, defeat of the Tampa Bay Rays. And I underestimated them. And I had a lot of people come at me and, and said that how dare I doubt them because this is a Boston team that knows how to win when they know how to win. So they move on to the AL Championship Series. Uh, so shout out to the Boston Red Sox uh, doing the dang thing. You know, see how far they go. My bad to all the Boston uh, Red Sox community because I underestimated y'all. So sorry about that. I'm in Detroit. Just, just so you can see that. See, that's, that's what we keep on our hands right there. <laughs> We keep, got, we keep that on our hats. He got the world championship uh, emblem on his hat. So it was a reminder to myself, to me as a Detroit Tigers fan, that one day, someday, hopefully in my lifetime, that uh, we will get there. But this is an incredible journey, sir, uh, that you have been on. You definitely have wrote that in your book, I Found Me, which I believe everybody needs to get a copy of. Um, not only is it um, to the point, and it is, it is raw. It is, uh, I believe wholeheartedly, it would save someone's life, especially if they're going through some uh, mental breakdowns and some anguish and some difficulty in their own lives. Um, but I think the thing that I took away from this is that people need to, to know, and you and I talked about this before coming on, people need to know that it is okay to say when they're not okay. And I have said on many times on my show in the second episode when I started this journey last August that I will continue to talk about and continue to be an advocate for mental health and wellness and, and make sure that people know that when they do need help and when they do need to reach out to somebody to talk about the difficulties and things going on in their life, that I want this show to be uh, somewhat of a platform and a permission for them to reach out to someone. So. Let me start with um, you as a chef. When, I'll ask you this, and then we'll dive right into some other things. You being a chef, do you feel that that was the moment? Um, you had talked about it in your book, you know, you had found a love for cooking and your passion for it. Do you believe that this passion of yours literally saved your life? It did. It did for the simple, uh, simple fact, um, for two reasons. Um, it gave me a peace of mind and clarity. You know, um, the cooking styles that I've used, um, I've learned, I've trained, I have experience in over eight countries. Um, I've been all over the United States, not, not just in the military, but on my own time. Um, it brought me joy. And then I realized that I brought other people joy, not because, um, you know, of just the cooking, but of what I can do with food. I could look at food and come up with several different dishes that they wouldn't even think about. Not to mention, I could throw my own flavor in from, from one of the other countries that I've been into um, because I bring the spices back from other countries that I go to as long as I'm allowed through, um, through customs with them. Mm -hmm. And I try to change up the experience because last I checked, not too many people argue when they're eating, especially if the food is good. Mm -hmm. So when I have everybody sitting down, it's like I completed something before, you know, suffering from mental illness. Uh, I wasn't able to keep a train of thought. Even now, I still struggle with that. You know, my, my um, I, I have a lot of mental damage. You know, it's, it's, that's just a given. It comes with the territory. 
I used to self-medicate because um, I didn't know what was wrong and I needed an immediate fix, which is why people self-medicate. Um, in my opinion, people of our culture um, and a lot of cultures that have a lot of pride, you know, don't ask for help. So in secret, they suffer, mm-hmm. which means they don't seek help or ask for help or know how to ask for help. So that's why I wrote my book. I wrote my book to let let everyone around the world know that it is okay. Um, no one, in my opinion, can rise from the dead or turn water into wine. So nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. right? But everyone, um, in my opinion, is always afraid about what everyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. The day I thought about like not caring about what other people thought and just stay true to myself, which is why I chose the name True. Um, only then could I move forward. I can look in the mirror today and smile because I'm not perfect. I will never be perfect, but that doesn't mean I can't strive for perfection. And doing that, um, it saved my life. You know, I shut up and listened to people that were doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I want to be where somebody else is at, I've got to get the knowledge. I can't run the playbook like my brother, but my brother gave me a playbook to make my own. And that's, that, that's what I've done especially after the doctors told me that I would never work again because my bipolar disorder was so severe, right? That's wow. that's why I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. I wrote the book. I survived two suicide attempts. I said, if I make it through this, I said, I'm going to find a way to go ahead and share my story with my son first. Mm-hmm. My son is a reflection of me, and my son didn't ask to be here. My duty is to make sure he comes up right. Mm-hmm. You know, I came up right. Unfortunately, I was diagnosed later in life, but if I can see the sunrise, I get another opportunity to change my stars, and that's exactly what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I wrote my book so I can help other people change their stars. I like the way that you wrote your book, too, because there is books out there that people do tell about their journey, do tell about their story. But yours, I said, I had mentioned it to you, that I felt like that you and I were having a conversation about your journey. That That's how I read it, as if you were talking through the pages. And it is so relatable on so many levels because throughout the book, and I want people to get this, you had uh, your brother that you looked up to. You had so many people that were like your guardian angels. Um, when I was reading through it, I was like, oh, okay, he's, he's turned his life around. Uh-oh, he's getting ready to be arrested for this or pulled over for this. And then like throughout the book, you had some guardian angels that would show up in your life that would oh, just yeah. like right on time. It was exactly. just it's incredible. Yeah. As I said, the Almighty will give you exactly what you need when you need it, which mm-hmm. is why I'm still here. But mm-hmm. keep in mind, if I'd have kept going down that road and not paying attention to the signs, I will. I I I was on a uh, you know a destination for jail, or 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 death, and uh, both of them were coming pretty fast because uh, when I was at my lowest in my depression, um, you know, it got to the point where you know you know my wife took my son and left the country. So. Um, yeah. I understand what pain is, you know, mm-hmm. just because I have recovered doesn't mean everyone else recovers in the same fashion. Right. So um, there's a lot of aspects that I would like to bring to the table for people to realize, especially family members, because, you know, when people can only handle so much, especially now with COVID, everybody's mm-hmm. going through something, mm-hmm. right? So what you have to do is, you know, it's kind of hard with people from suffering from mental illness because it's, it's me, 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 me. You know, I need the attention. I need the help. Some people don't know how to ask for it. And then when some people get it, they don't know how to respond, right? So um, it's definitely a process. Like I said, I've been to treatment five times. Uh, I've survived two suicide attempts. I've been arrested multiple times. 
And all of that is out of my character. My brother wasn't raised that way. I wasn't raised that way. Um, in order I can duck myself into that matter, but there was an issue that needed to be, that needed to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it's a good thing that I, I addressed it when I did, like I said, I've been to treatment five times. The first time didn't take, okay. That doesn't mean give up. The second time didn't take, you just got to keep going until it clicks, You're right. you know, uh, because tomorrow isn't promised to anybody. So I said, if I could get myself into a position to win, I'm going to do the damn thing. And that's exactly what we're doing because it's not work when you love what you do. Take me back to you growing up to young Corey Hall and what was he all about uh, in a household? Because you had very much told about, uh, you know, who your dad was and what your, your struggles that your mother went through and, he, you know, you and your brothers. Take me back to who he was uh, growing up in, in the household. I was, I was the happiest kid in the world. You know, I had a big brother that was showing me all kinds of things. My dad was there. My mother was there, but she was suffering um, a little bit. I played sports all day. I was just, I was just, I was just a typical kid that had no worries in the world. Kids should go out there and play and, and, you know, grow, right? Unfortunately, life had a different story for me. In 1990, Friday the 13th, my life got turned upside down. You know, um, you know, I think I was like 10 at the time. My brother was 15. If you could just imagine just a warm summer day, you come home and your house is surrounded by cops, you know, and they're trying not to let you in. But like me, the only thing, my world was my brother and my father, right? Now that, how does one at 10 years old comprehend like that that is no more, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's, no, there's no way to prepare a child for that. Mm -hmm. So, um it made me grow up very, very, very fast. You know, uh, my my stability was now gone. You know, my brother was gone. My dad was gone. My mother was suffering from addiction. And it was just me. And I, I was kind of lost for a long, long time. Um, I would get great, great grades in school, but I would just go home and sleep until the next day of school. I didn't want to be bothered with anybody. Mm -hmm. um, my mother, uh, I had moved down to Florida, and my mother and my auntie were going through it. Uh, and rightfully so, she, she, my mother wanted me back up there with her. I did not want to go, as you see, I'm in Florida now. Mm -hmm. But um, later in life, I'm going to skip forward a little bit. Later in life, I, I realized I suffered from something called seasonal depression. When the seasons change and it gets colder, I literally almost can't function. And come to find out, it's uh, there's a clinical term for it, and it's called seasonal depression. It happens to a lot of people in the world, especially people that live in northern states with the seasons. Um, especially if you live in a state that's kind of isolated, there really isn't much to do. So what do most people do in those states? What is history telling you? They go ahead and self-medicate with opiates. They drink and they just do constructive stuff because there's nothing to do. Especially right. now with COVID, you can't be around. You're, our lives are not the same. That is a fact. A big struggle, especially in our community, is sudden change. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to adapt to sudden change. We want to argue, in my opinion, again, everything I'm going to say is my opinion. I can't speak for anybody else. I can just go with what I've experienced through the world. In my opinion, no one is ready for sudden change, mm -hmm. right? So if you're experienced with a sudden change, you're trying to fight the machine. The machine is going to run you over every time. So what you have to do is adapt, you know, adapt and learn how to run with it and make it work for you. You know, that's what, that was Muhammad Ali's, you know, that was his, M.O. 
know, he would take you out of your game. Right. The fight is going to be the fight, right? The machine is going to be the machine. Find a way to make it work for you. That's what I did. And I think that and it is so true because I was, I, I'm in Texas now and the North, because I'm from Michigan and anybody that knows what the state of Michigan looks like is shaped as a mitt. So you already know all four seasons are going to happen. The winters are no joke. The ice storms and everything else. Oh. So when all of that happens, of course, you can't go nowhere. You don't want to drive anywhere. Um, majority of the time, the businesses are closed and it's the seasons that will move, you know, with more, I like light. So, you know, I'll open up every blind here and bring in light and have the place illuminate and everything else. And that's so interesting of you to bring that up, that that's what you were diagnosed with. And I think the, the stigma of it, especially people of color, that hear about being diagnosed with bipolar, being diagnosed with some kind of mental illness, um, or that they go to a therapist, that's considered shame because they'll look at the, the individual in their family like, well, you're not crazy. You're all right. You know, you just need to, you know, give it to God and he'll take it away and everything else. And I've talked about that on previous guests on the show and everything else that we need to stop the stigma of thinking that it's not okay to get help, to get not, to, not okay to go and see a therapist, especially us as a black people. We, we have the whole mentality of, well, therapy is only for people that have, that have straight up lost their mind. It's not for people like you and me that go and have a nine to five job and have a great family and have everything else. It's horrible to suffer in silence, as you said, because yeah. you, that could damage you internally. And then when that last nerve gets hit. I mean, I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've been there. Um, and it's, uh, again, your two choices are, you know, self-medicate um, or go get help, mm -hmm. right? Here's the, here's the, here was big, my big issue. Telling my story to a person that is paid to listen to me, you know, a paid professional. But guess what? They're just as human as I am. Who yes. knows what they're going through, right? So just as long as you show up to their location, they're doing their job, in my opinion. To me, I had to get much more out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, at first, I was like, I needed to speak to a black male. Well, guess what? That didn't work. I think mm -hmm. I needed to speak to somebody of, I, I, when I tell you I've spoken to, uh, to counselors of all race, color, creeds, I was trying everything to see what would work. Mm -hmm. And then um, one day I was like, you know what? The, uh, a gentleman said this to me. He goes, you know, chef, at the time I was like 27, 26. He was like, for 27 years, you've been doing it your way. And it hasn't worked for you. How about you try a different way? And that is, Allow yourself to be taught, taught something new, which is why it's called rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. So you have to, one, humble yourself because I don't care how smart you are. You don't know everything. And if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. So every day you are a student in my, oh, every day I am a student. I don't know everything. 10 years ago, I didn't know how to make a Chateau Brion. I didn't know how to make a Cordon Bleu. You know, I couldn't even spell it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Today, I can do it in my sleep. Yeah. But I don't take that for granted because every day I got to work on my craft. Every city I go to, I've got different variables. And this is the reason why I love being a traveling chef. One, every oven isn't the same. Every burner isn't the same. Mm -hmm. Temperatures are different because you have different climates, you have different altitudes, and you have different moistures, which change your whole cooking. Mm -hmm. So, um, I've learned all this, you know, and I'm continuing to learn, which is the reason why, you know, so many people are starting to like, 
we wash up, you know, because I, I, I see this, I, I, I put myself in this position before and I can rock it. So you would much rather have me come in, pay a fraction of the price. The food will be better. You have mm -hmm. leftovers and you can have your own people in the house and not have to be bothered. And you also, if you choose to drink, you save a 60, 80% markup on alcohol. Mm -hmm. Guess what? That 60 or 80% markup that you would be paying in the, in the club or whatever, now comes to me. You still get the food, you still get the alcohol, and you're hooking your boy up. And I'm hooking you up with a five-star experience in your own mansion. And on, top of, and on top of which, it's food that always brings people together and great conversation and great times. Food is the binding agent, especially if you are preparing something that's absolutely amazing and five-star, because uh, if you follow him on Instagram, y'all, I mean, he's, this man is no slouch when it comes to cooking. I'm just gonna say that no. pictures, I mean, I, I just basically want to devour the photos you post up. So, <laughs> I mean, they, they're well, absolutely amazing. And you, you, what I see from the some of the photos of your food is that, the passion is there. It's, it's right there. Yeah. It's all in the details. So I asked myself, um, and my brother helped me out with this one. He said, you want to make people eat your food when they can't. You know, he goes, you're creating a demand. Mm -hmm. He goes, step your game up with your pictures. And if you see the progression of where I started to where I am now, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I've been with my brother to Hollywood set. I've been with my brother to, to do my voiceover for my book. I watched him do it. I've been mm -hmm. to Tyra Banks' house. I didn't really care who was there. I was watching people coming out with a $100 shrimp. The reason why a $100 shrimp, that shrimp was about, I, as big as it was, I can't even fit it on the screen. Right. But I remember the song when Jazzy Faye, he's like, now I'm eating $100 shrimp. Well, guess what? Now I can get my access. I can have access to those same, very same shrimp that were at Tyra Banks' house because I sat there and learned my craft. Trust me, you're not cooking for Tyler Banks if you don't know what you're doing. Right. The next party I went through um, to where I was watching um, some amazing food being prepped was at uh, Young Jeezy's album release party with Def Jam. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, I appreciate the invitation from Def Jam and my brother, um, but I was looking at the food, right? I'm trying to figure out how do you spend $78,000 in two hours for food? Well, guess what? If I can bring you that same experience in your own mansion and charge you 20, you win. You win. I win. Everybody knows that, that like, nobody likes to spend their own money. Right. So if I can give you the same quality, increase your quantity, and maintain the integrity of the food, who doesn't, who wouldn't want that? And it's good. No, I can see if I couldn't cook. Corey, let me ask you that, because that's so interesting that you brought that up. And people that have been invited to events and parties and so forth, you know, and, and that's so cool that you said, you know, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it and everything else. But I'm looking at how the people you hired prepared this food. What is the things that you look for? Because knowing in your mind, and, and I did that when I had a, a business of mine so many years ago in a bakery, I would see, you know, cakes being tiered and how they were and everything else. And I'm looking at the details of the cake. And in my mind, no offense to the person that prepared it, but I'm like, I could do this so much better. Or if they had done this or leveled this or put it in this particular color, everything, I, I could have I made their cake stand out by doing this. 
Do you do that sometimes when you're at events like that? You you see the food come past you, or you go and you look at the buffet, or how it all is all set up. You'll look at a particular type of food, and you're like, okay, that's nice, but they should have done this. Or, man, I made this a couple of weeks no, ago, but no. I did this, this, this. What I do is like, I, like I said, I'll ever, I'll forever be the student. Like, um, I'm always doing research because mm, I always want to make okay. my craft better. Yeah. See, the key is with when when doing events with food is speed. That starts with preparation. You know, proper preparation for most pleasure. It's mm -hmm. for preparation for most pain. I like pleasure. So if I prepare early, and this even is the works for the military. You know, you that's the reason why the military can get so much done because they started zero five hundred. Mm -hmm. And they still work a 12-hour day, and that's normal. Well, I just applied that to my business, right? That's how I'm getting to all these places. If mm -hmm. I finish an event, I'm not staying a party. I'm on the road to come back here and get back to take care of my dad so I can work on the next event. Right. You bring me in so your dining experience could be 120, right? Mm -hmm. A fraction of the price. And if necessary, we even stepped our game up, and I started a company to where I can infuse the food for people. Oh, wow, that's so, incredible. That's incredible. My brother's, again, I'm going to keep referring back to my brother because my brother gave me the blueprint again. It was on me to make it happen. Every day I got to reinvent myself because um, life is changing. Mm -hmm. You got to roll with the change. Like, for instance, people that like rice. Okay, now your, your calories are too high and you're diabetic or whatever the case may be. You need to know what a substitute is that I can bring to the table. Right. Okay, well, if you like rice, I'm going to say this. You know what? I'm going to give you something that doesn't have the starch. It doesn't have the sugar. It's going to be a quinoa. Mm -hmm. You know, a quinoa is high in protein and it's a super, it's not even a grain, right. but it cooks and eats like a rice. Mm -hmm. Now you're getting a, 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 an equal or better product. Again, and it's healthier and cleaner and you're going to like it anyway, because I make it taste good with a fraction of the salt. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. We like to like, uh, in my opinion, you know, I, my father's proof, my father's 90 years old. My father usually has salt with a side of chicken, right? So I do that cleaner. Mm -hmm. If I can make that cleaner for you, and that will make your, your especially the athletes, the athletes I cook for half of them are vegetarians. Mm -hmm. Most people would never know that. Every they're now and changing again, their habits. Yeah, they're changing their eating habits, yeah. Yeah, because now your calories, your cholesterol, your sugars, your, your speed, your digestion, even your blood is cleaner. You know, mm -hmm. the cleaner, think of it as your car. A Lamborghini, if you put 87 fuel in a Lamborghini, you're not going to go very far. So a lot of my athletes are Lamborghinis. You put high, clean profile food in your body, you mm -hmm. perform to the next level. Right. It starts with what you put in your body. And not mm -hmm. to mention if it tastes good, which it does, you know, mm -hmm. it's a win-win. And that's why uh, we're, my team and I are doing what we're doing for the people that we're doing it for. And that's incredible. And those that don't know, and if you're not familiar with Corey and you're not following him, his brother is a well-known actor named Pooch Hall, uh, well-known for the game. Uh, my family, some of my family members, that's their favorite show and their favorite actor. But throughout, like I said, in the book that you had so many guardian angels, you had uh, a guy named Dre and then Roe and then Taylor, and you spoke about uh, a very special guy by the name of Rico. Um, Talk about yeah. these people in the book uh, that basically have been there when you were at your lowest and always was there for you when throughout the times where, you know, you would hit that wall. But, um, those were all my brothers, you know, um, all my brothers. 
No, to this day, I stay in contact with him. As a matter of fact, uh, Dre, Dre's probably one of my closest. Uh, I've known Dre uh, since I've been seven, since I was 17 years old. He's the first person I met for college. Mm-hmm. Love him to death. We've been in war together. Um, if he call me right now, I tell you I have to set this interview down, and I got to go get him. Um, but uh, two two gentlemen that I'd really like to um, you know recognize, you know Carlos Anthony, you know he was my DP Spring Nine Four chapter, Omega Sci-Fi Everwater College, Lou Bose Spring Nine Six Four Dog Kai chapter. You know, those those gentlemen right there, um, what, what we went through um, opened my eyes to pain. Mm-hmm. You know, they let me know, you know, pain lets you know you're alive. You know, if anyone knows anything about a pledge period for a member of Omega Sci Fi, there's no joke. It's no joke. So the poems that we used to get us through the night have carried me when I couldn't walk. It has given me light in the dark, right? So Lou Bowes, Carlos Anthony, big shout out, Ruth. They're they're incredible people. And throughout this book and how they have literally been your saving grace on on so many levels, it's good to have those kind of people that are in your corner, uh, especially when you are going through so much adversity. Corey, talk about throughout your journey and so much adversity that you hit, when you are at your ultimate lowest, when did you know inside of yourself, I seriously need help and I seriously need to make a change? Um, okay, we're gonna go into that one. It was the day uh, I tried to commit suicide for the second time. So um, I don't really like telling war stories, um, but they're very necessary because there's somebody out there that may be contemplating this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried it, right? I'm not gonna go into how I did it. But um, by the grace of God, there was actually uh, a cop there, um, and he ran up to me because I, I had called 911. For some reason, I, it's like the only thing that I could see in my vision was my son, right? Uh, I don't know if I was hallucinating. I don't know if whatever the case may be. Um, I don't even know if it actually even happened, but that's the way it plays in my mind, and I'm going to run with it. Either way, it saved my life. I don't care what it is. If it saves your life, take it. Right. Sometimes we get stuck on why. Mm-hmm. Why did this happen to me? Guess what? Some life don't care. Right. Okay. You're presented with a problem. Diagnose it. Now put a plan together to see how you can fix it. And guess what? You're gonna have to ask for help. It's just it's just factual. You've got some people out there that white knuckle it as they say in the rooms. You know, I've done the 12 steps, right? Mm-hmm. But what 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 helped me out the most because you know i was trying to buck the system i was trying to buck the system i was like this doesn't work for me this doesn't work for me again goes back to the gentleman that told me he's like you've been doing this for 27 years and it's gotten you nowhere switch the game so that's what i did so when it finally clicked what i needed to hit it came to me like i said it's not when you want it it's when the almighty wants you to have it the guy said to me he goes um like you you got to how do you say it? He's got to make the program work for you. He goes, I don't care how many people are in the program. No person's journey is the same. Mm-hmm. He's like, if your program works for you, make it work for you. Long as you stay sober and long as you, you know, uh, maintain a, a peace of mind. Because if you don't have a peace of mind, if you constantly have a war in your mind, you will never be happy. And if you're happy, you can't make anybody else happy. 
So you have to go through a little pain to get. That's the same thing that was happening when I was pledging. Mm-hmm. You got to go go through a little bit of pain. You got to pay the piper. You got to pay the cost to be the boss. James Brown said it. Mm-hmm. Whatever that case may be. You have to, in, in my case, sitting through all of those classes so I could finish it, so I could formulate my own hypothesis. Okay, Corey, this is, I don't relate to this person in this aspect. I don't relate to this situation. Well, guess what? You don't have to. Find a way to make the situation work for you, apply it, practice it, and repeat. Next thing you know, I'm six years, seven years clean. I don't even count the days. The reason why I don't count the days mm-hmm. is because I've seen a person that had 20 years plus give a commencement speech that very same night got arrested with you know an illegal substance and a prostitute. So I don't count years. What I do is I'm thankful for today. That's the reason right. why it's called the present. That's so so I live in the now. You know, tomorrow has, hasn't come yet, and I can't get drunk or high yesterday. So yesterday mm-hmm. doesn't matter. So the people that you know are trying to embark on this journey have to know the necessary steps and pitfalls, which is why I wrote my book as short as it is. So people that are suffering from mental illness or people that have attention deficit or get distracted easily will not be intimidated by 100 pages. Mm-hmm. And a person that is an avid reader or a reading connoisseur can read it multiple times and get something new every time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just use it and then give it to somebody else that they might need it. Mm-hmm. Every time I fly into a different country or a different airport, I'll leave my book everywhere. I just drop it off because it's not about making money for me. Granted, right. it's nice, but I'd much rather save a life, starting with my son. Mm-hmm. You have you know, this, ha- this book I was going to ask too, and you know, I, I hope that by the end of this, you know, you're going to drop your social handles and people will uh, purchase this book from you. What have you heard from people that have your book? Have you heard any kind of, thank you very much, Corey, for saving my life? Or I know if you've heard mentioned multiple stories from you speaking, uh, doing speaking engagements and your book and everything else. What have you heard from people that have gotten a hold of you and uh, this has resonated with them that stays with you in your, in your heart? Um, for me, it's, uh, I, 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 it, what was shocking was, uh, um, I'll tell you one specific story. Mm-hmm. Um, a lady from, uh, uh, I want to say Switzerland, reached out to me. And mm-hmm. uh, Switzerland is one of those countries that it, most of the time people are going to be suffering from seasonal depression because um, I, it's one of those northern Scandinavian countries. I want to say Switzerland. But uh, she would self-medicate because she didn't accept the diagnosis that she was given. So I'm like, you've got to be the change. You know, you've got to accept that there is something different. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't have to accept the diagnosis. If that, if you're fighting with this diagnosis and this stigma of bipolar, call it something else. Right. It's just that simple. You got to think outside the box. You know, that's what that's that's. You have to work harder than your disability is working against you. So when people make excuses to me, tools or competence that build monuments and nothingness, I have no time for that. Right. I, nobody had time for it. When I get it, I'm just applying what I learned to the next man. Mm-hmm. Life is hard. So what? It was hard for the next man. I always say I've experienced more pain than most, but no more than the next man. So guess what? You got to adapt. So with this story, we had a lot of things in common. We both grew up in, in countries that, or not countries, but in, in you know areas where you had extreme cold and extreme dark. She had far more dark than us. And not to mention, it dropped to what, negative 40, 50 below. Mm-hmm. So quite naturally, you're going to need to find something to do 
my advice to her, and I have to be careful, and I always say this, I am not a medical professional. I will never tell you to take the route that I did because I don't know how hard you are willing to work. I know how hard I was willing to work. I had nothing to lose. I had nothing to lose. I had everything to gain, and I had more lives to save starting with my own. Mm-hmm. She took my advice, and then uh, next thing you know, she's having kids and is in a relationship. That's not going to work for everybody. I don't even know how, you know, uh, you need time. Your body needs time. So, for instance, it was explained to me like this. If you've been using substances for 10 years, even five years, to reverse that is going to be about five years. You have to reverse everything that you have done. Your body has to heal and your mind has to heal. Some people, Mm -hmm. depending on what substance you use, it's worse than others on the body. There's some substances out there that you put in your body you ain't going to see tomorrow. Right. So, um, you know, giving back and, and hearing stories, because when people look at me, they're like, how were you over 300 pounds? How have you come back from being hit by two cars and paralyzed before that? How do you come back from back surgery? How do you come back from only having a half a foot? Because I'm fresh out of excuses. Life don't care about none of that. What life cares about is pay me. You know what? Pay me with knowledge pay me with something. And I pay life every day by giving back with my story. And that's building on yesterday. Mm -hmm. This book wasn't written overnight. I didn't get to this point. I didn't get to this interview by cutting corners, you know, by, by, you know, being something that I'm not, which is the reason why I chose the name TRU. I'm true to me first. I've got my tattoos on me because again, if I know that there's something wrong, like my memory is compromised, things of that nature, guess what? I need help. So I'm going to help myself. I got my son tattooed on my neck. Not because I want to be a gang, so I'm hard or anything. Mm-hmm. I do that because I know in my mind, every morning, the first thing I do is brush my teeth. So when I'm looking at the mirror and I can smile at myself, I see my son's name and that go ahead and sets the tone for the day. Mm-hmm. And as you notice in my book, the reason why I wrote the book is so, so my son will know that I'm not going to be defined by, by a disability. I love that you speak so, so beautifully of your son. Who is your son to you? Uh, my son, uh, he's my kid, right? He's in, um, he's in London right now, you know, circumstances, uh, you know, having that. It's a, a gift and a curse. Uh, I'm pretty much raising my son through Zoom. Um, you know, there's a five-hour time difference. You know, he's in school uh, year-round. But, um, you know, with our society, you know, I want every, I want to be hands-on with my son. I always did from day one. Um, and I'll get into that uh, at a later date. But what I wanted to do is use sudden change. I no longer have my son. So the best way I can use my, uh, use my ability is Instagram. Instagram gave me a platform that I can go ahead and show the world, not just tell them, but mm-hmm. show them, mm-hmm. right? My brother told me, he said, stop talking about it. My man, Yusuf the Great up there in Atlanta, you know, told me, let your work speak for itself. He goes, chef, your food is, he flies me up there to go cook at the hookah lounge that, um, you know, Shaq was a part owner. Mm -hmm. You know, I've flown up there and, you know, he's Muslim. I've cooked halal dinners. I am not trained in halal, but guess what? I've learned how to do it and their family loves my cooking. They bring me up there for holidays, Father's Day. Yo, if there's an artist up there, guess what? I'm getting the call first. One, they all know me. Two, they know my brother. And three, my food is good. Four, it's a fraction of the price. And five, they don't have to worry about me saying whatever goes on at a party. Right. I don't care. You know, to a degree. 
Now, I want you to have my team and I, not just me, because I didn't get here by myself. I'll never say that. Uh, my team and I want you want your dining experience to be next level. You know, I'm trying to go ahead and get a cookie show so I can reach more people. Mm-hmm. If a great paycheck comes with it, cool. My paycheck will always be saving another life. My son, I'll have to save my son's life and my life every day until I'm gone. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it now with nothing. Not to mention, I'm taking care of a 90-year-old man by myself when the doctors told me 10 years ago that I would never work again. I've been to eight countries, countless celebrities, and we still, we're about to jump on a flight now. Life so don't amazing. care if you quit. Yeah. But if you just keep going, she might take notice. Who is the, the, your favorite person that you were able to, you and your team were able to prepare food for? My favorite person? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> all of them. All That's of them. So good. Here's, so here's, good. Why, here's, here's why I say that. It, 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 starting with my son. My son doesn't eat fast food today. When my son was a baby and I was going through my, my, my depression, as I said, cooking took me to a different place. You know, Big Brother Primo, Ultimate Hole, Mississippi Valley State, when I was online, used to say, go to Venus. If you take your mind to Venus, your body will, will, will go through traumas beyond your imagination. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what I did. When I'm cooking, I'm so focused on the food. I got to worry about uh, temperatures, you know, um, you know, cleanliness. I got to worry about spacing, presentation. And my son couldn't even talk yet, but I started there. All my son, my son at three could tell you the difference between filet mignon and a, and a New York strip. You know, my son could tell you if something was canned or if I made it fresh. I was like, I'm on to something. And then my neighbor used to come over uh, from work. He wouldn't even eat at home. He used to come over. And I used to love when people in my neighborhood would come over because um, I, I could make them smile with food. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, my man Lawrence, you know, Lawrence, my next door neighbor. He said, as I remember him eating, I made him a load of baked potato. Uh, he goes, I've never seen a baked potato this big. And he goes, after like four bites, he's like, man, I'm full. He's like, boy, you got a gift. Well, guess what? I was a butcher. So I learned there if I could buy in bulk and cut my own steaks, it don't cost nothing. And if I can make the food taste that good, Mm -hmm. who wouldn't want it? So that's what I did. I just took it to the next level. And I want to say thank you to YouTube because uh, I'm going to say I told a white lie. I told the people that hired me that I, you know, learned uh, that I've cut meat before. Okay. I've never cut a 30 pound piece of cow before. So I went on YouTube, I did a crash course in 24 hours, and then I aced the meeting. What? And here we are. Thank you, YouTube. (laughs) Are you serious? Really? Yes. I I wrote it in my book. They gave me an opportunity, and I had to make the opportunity work for me. He put me on the spot. Hey, when you get caught up, you better knuckle up. Right. So I I mean, like nowadays, thank God for the internet, because Mm -hmm. where am I going to find a meat cutting book and I got six hours to go ahead and dig through it. You're not. That's what YouTube is for. That's exactly what YouTube is for. Yeah. And I can't remember the gentleman's name, but the dude that was what that I was watching was like a mm-hmm. master, like a, a, a master butcher. I mm-hmm. mean, like he was. I yeah. tried to do it just like him when I when I did the meetings here. He goes, "Man, you you've been doing this for a long time." I said, "Yeah, about nine hours." <laughs> That's considered, <laughs> look, if you make it past an hour, that's still, that's considered right. a long time. <laughs> yeah. And that nine hours, I, I just studied footage. Mm-hmm. I studied footage because I needed to know um, the difference between a ribeye 
I needed to know the difference between a short loin. I needed to know the difference between uh, an eye of round. Um, those are all different parts of the meat, um, which is why another way, a uh, reason why I cut cough. If I buy a short loin, mm-hmm. it comes with a filet mignon. So you might as well spend more to get more. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. A whole filet mignon is going to run you about $180, $190. Mm-hmm. Okay, a whole short one is two twenty, if that. But I'm sure it's more expensive now. So you go to one hundred and eighty dollars, right? If you just spend the extra forty, you get fifteen pounds of New York strip, and you can debone your own filet mignon. So you've mm-hmm. got twice the meat for the same price. Yeah. So instead of your meat being buying it at the store for twenty six dollars a pound or whatever, you pay nine dollars a pound for the entire thing, and you're getting twice the amount of food. It mm-hmm. looks like more weight, but if you do the math, you you eat the four steaks, your first four steaks that you cut in the restaurant, like my sponsor, Yellow Dog, their filet mignon deal meals are like $65, uh, 45, between 45 and 65, depending on whether you want a six or eight ounce steak, mm-hmm. right? If I get a 28 pound filet mignon for $250 and I cut out four steaks, everything else is free. Pretty much. Yeah, especially if you bring me in to cook it for you, and mm-hmm. then I can go ahead and freeze a rabbit, fresh frozen, or I can, uh, you know, um, uh, do meal preps. Like, people love, you know, where can you get a meal prep that's, like, gourmet at that price mm-hmm. and fresh? I always do everything in front of my clients. One, because I like to teach them. Then I don't want everybody to go ahead and just keep bringing me back because it costs. If yeah. I can help you cut costs, and your family is winning, that's my aim. Because mm-hmm. now a happy household makes the world that much happier. My my aim is to make the world better than what I came into. Right. I believe that's why the Almighty is here. And more importantly, I'm working so hard, I don't want to leave my son a whole bunch of money. I want mm-hmm. to leave my son what I gave him, my name. Oh my gosh, I love it. Last question for you. Summarize how you you've seen the you've been you've been through a lot summarize in one word how you are feeling at this moment power i've got my power back I love that. back in the day nobody would have bet on me that i could take care of a nine-year-old man suffering from dementia while i'm fighting bipolar traveling the world motivational speaking going to go ahead and do auditions doing my acting thing no, I would. I, I was the only one that bet on me. A lot of people, you know, yeah, chef, you know, we got you. Like, Dre's been there. Carlos has been there. Lou's been there. My dad's been there. You know, a lot of... It, it's, it's sad to say, but all blood ain't family and all family ain't blood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're going to run with me, let's go. If you're going to be a fair weather friend, please stand back and let, let this train has left the station. Don't half-ass deal with me. You know, if right. you win, you win. That's how I'm going into this. I bet on it. And we win it. My dad is 90 years old and has not had COVID. And is vaccinated. But I'm not supposed to be working according to the government. Mm-hmm. Power. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm holding it up right now. I found me. Chef, how can they follow you on social media? You can reach me. Um, I've got a, a couple of different platforms. So first, I'm going to show you uh, my card. This is my True Fusion. 
999.com. If you would like to go ahead and book a private infusion party, yes, yes, there it is. And I'm holding it up my as Instagram. well. Yes, my Instagram is here as well. You can follow me at True Chef Official Page. You can also follow me at ECH underscore Culinary Artistry. And my last page is TrueFusion.999. And this is my book on my card as well. You can Google me. Um, I want to say, you know, to everybody uh, that's given me an opportunity to go ahead and share my story or, on, on their platform, I just want to say thank you. You know, shout out to my sponsors, Yellow Dog Cafe, our Hero USA for the Veterans, and Ryland Cutlery. That gives me the swords to make it happen. So, and thank you to you as well. Um, you know, where I come from, you know, I, I help you climb while I lift. If you're willing to climb, I'm willing to help you lift because, you know, we need each other for this world to work. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care about color. I don't care about race. If you need some help and you helping yourself, I'm going to help you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull over and help you if I can. If not, I'm going to make a call for you. But uh, yeah. for some people that have alternative intentions that deal with me, karma, karma and the Pied Piper will come back and, and, and they'll take care of that. I don't have no time to, we ain't got no time for the tomfoolery. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, at the end of the day, I want to save lives. And that's what we got to do. We got to live our life to the fullest. And as Oprah Winfrey has said, we are all connected and we all need to stay connected. And I'm grateful to Dr. Tyra Gardner for connecting us. Uh, as well yes. as I had her on the show and she had introduced us uh, via email and then we just uh, chatted for the first time before coming on here today. And I appreciate you, my brother, for everything that you're doing, that you're out there saving lives. You're out there making this amazing food. I look forward to the day that we meet in person and then I try some of your cooking because you mentioned a word that has been my all-time favorite, which is Chateaubriand, is... I just... Um... I just did a, uh, I got an event coming out right now that required me to shoot a demo. So uh, before I went on the Black News Channel with Mike Hill and Shannon Reed uh -huh. um, out there in LA, um, I did three events in mm -hmm. one night. You know, um, I don't I don't have a lot of money. You know, I make it do with what I got. But I was able to go ahead and rent the house. Um, I set up the production in the studio. Uh, my people were on this end. Uh, see, here's the thing. You need to work with people that are just as invested as you. Right. right. If you have to work harder than somebody else on your team, it ain't gonna work. So that's the reason why my team is so solid. You know, even if I can't do something, I know I know that if I'm not in the building, they can't. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it takes to run with me. You know, the military taught me what it's like. I've trained with the Navy SEALs. I know what that training is like. I pledged Omega Sop 5. I know what that is like. Mm -hmm. You got to work. And then, you know what? And when people are sleeping, you still got to work. That's right. And I'm okay with that. I don't have nothing else to lose. Bet on yourself. Chef Corey. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm just so thrilled and so honored. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for uh, coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, I believe wholeheartedly that you saved some lives today. I really do. Even if it's just I one. You you oh, made it an impact. It's only three o'clock. We got another. We just twenty four hours in a day. We just gonna keep it going. That's right. That's right. Uh, so so honored to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on. I truly appreciate it. Thank you.
Thank you. And as I always end the show, Heard That Nation, take care, stay safe. Please be good to one another. We out. Yeah. TikTok, I'm just rolling down the block. Reese and Tiffany heard that. Pocket show about to start. Heard that. You should know if entertainment is your goal. You talk to sports and travel, yo. This the hottest pot show. Heard that. She got the shoes. Everything she says is truth. If you don't know, now you know. All you ever gotta say is. Heard that. Heard that. Heard that. Heard that. Heard that. Look all you have, you gotta say is Heard that, heard that Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at LovelyMarisaT, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support. Everything she says is truth. If you don't know, now you know. All you ever gotta say is, Heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that. Look, all you ever gotta say is, Heard that.